0: Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's winter time, When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the service card appliance repair program from black hills energy it's peace of mind in a plan visit blackhillsenergy.com sign up to learn more what's going on everybody i'm your host Stacey cole morgan and you are listening to the Morgan man sports podcast nothing but football today ladies and gentlemen The Call of Duty League has been a little dry here lately outside of the fact that, you know, like Nadeshot and Hex is just talking really about how the Call of Duty League really needs to step their game up, especially since the Halo Championship Series is underway with like the open land tournaments, open brackets, everything like that. But we are in the month of the kickoff classic happening and actually I'll be on vacation the week of the regular season premiere. So that's definitely great. So I'm super excited about that all week right there. I'm thinking about doing a podcast every single day leading up to the event or even doing like day one recap, day two recap, day three recap, you know, on so forth like that. But right now football has taken over the podcasting world right now for at least my eyes. So that's what we're going to do. We're talking about the Atlanta Falcons and we're talking about the Georgia Bulldogs. Taking on the Crimson Tide in the rematch for the Natty. So, without any further delay, let's go and get straight into today's action. All right, guys. So, this is coming from Dukes and Bell 929 9 on Twitter. Asked if Calvin Ridley's future with the Atlanta Falcons is in jeopardy from uh, Steve Weich, the host of the NFL Network. And uh, Steve tells Mike Bell and uh, Carl Dukes, I think so. The fact that he and the team have been so quiet and have and hasn't even surfaced nothing about it. it appears like both sides could be looking for a fresh start in the future so and, and see if it's right because anytime you ask you know Terry Fontenot Arthur Smith anybody in within the Al- Falcons organization they're like well I mean it's just copy and paste from last week man you know we we don't know much but they're just keeping it on the down low and Calvin really has not spoke out any no, nothing like that. And honestly, I hate to say it, but I think this is Calvin Ridley's last season with the Atlanta Falcons. I think he's going to go on somewhere else. I wouldn't be surprised if he were to say, you know, hey, I want to go to the Titans like Julio did. Because Calvin Ridley really definitely looked up Julio Jones. He really did. And then Julio Jones did all his stuff. And the offseason, whenever Arthur Smith became, became the head coach, and, you know, Julio Jones is out of Atlanta, heading to Tennessee. And you got Calvin Ridley doing the same thing here. Well, not coming out like so much like he did on Undisputed. You know, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, where, you know, Shannon Sharp just flat out just called Julio and said, hey, you want out of Atlanta? And Julio said yes. So it's nothing like that, but still, I think Calvin Ridley is just going to kind of keep it more professional than Julio and just say, hey, look, you know, I, I don't want to no longer be a part of this team and stuff like that. So guys, what do you think? Do you think this is the last season that we could see Calvin Ridley play in Atlanta Falcons uniform and play somewhere else, maybe like in Chicago with his brother, uh, Riley Ridley, maybe, who knows? So just let me know what you guys think about Calvin Ridley being um, on somebody else's team. So speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, we are talking about their very last matchup for the regular season to go 8-9 and, and potentially eliminate the New Orleans Saints at a playoff contention. And it could all happen this Sunday on Fox Sunday, January 9th at 425 p.m. So this game definitely got flexed because I remember it was a 1 o'clock showing. But now it's flexed to 425, so definitely I do like that because then at work I don't have to rush to get home to, you know, watch this game and also so forth. So with that being said, the New Orleans Saints are favored to win against the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium by a minus four, so basically a field goal. So the Atlanta Falcons could do the upside and win two straight home games you know, that very first one uh, was against the Detroit Lions, and now you could win one right here in Atlanta, again, against your arch rivals, the New Orleans Saints. Sweep them for the series. You go 3-3 three and three in the season uh, against your own division, which is really great because, you know, considering last year, we didn't really win nothing. So I do like our chances right here. Uh, you know, the minus four for the New Orleans Saints feels about right. But I am taking the upside because this is Atlanta, and we are a much better team than the New Orleans Saints. You know, they're going off the rookie quarterback from Notre Dame, Ian Book, who is not playing well, and the entire Saints organization is just falling apart because Drew Brees is not there. But again, uh, Caesar Sportsbooks predicts that everybody is taking the public bet of 51% with the New Orleans Saints winning, the money line is a minus 210 at a public bet of 80%. Right now, uh the over and under is tied at 40, and everybody is taking the under at 70%. So you're going into really some stats right here. I won't go into like individual stats, but I will go into league, league rankings for offense and defense for as a whole for both teams. So offense. The Atlanta Falcons has definitely got the better passing game, sitting 18th overall with the New Orleans Saints, set 32nd dead last in the entire NFL at 203.7 average. Rushing yards, the New Orleans Saints definitely has got us outbeat in the running game, sitting 17th overall, while we sit second to last in the NFL with an average of 86.8. For points, the New Orleans Saints sit 19th overall while we sit 27th, with an average of 18.3. For defense, passing yards allowed, we are 16th overall in the NFL with an average of 245.4 passing yards allowed, while the New Orleans Saints at 14th overall with 244.7 passing yards allowed. For rushing yards allowed, we are 26th in the NFL with 127.9. And the Saints are fourth in the NFL with ninety five point four for points allowed. We are twenty ninth in the NFL, and the New Orleans Saints are fourth overall. So the defense for the New for the New Orleans Saints is pretty good, but whenever it comes to that passing game, this is where Matt Ryan really needs to electrify this offense, and you know, get his Kyle Pitts, his Russell Gages, his whoever's into the end zone or just even, you know, plus yardage territory and really light up that secondary for the New Orleans Saints defense and, you know, make them confused. You know, say, hey, look, you know, y'all are the, you know, one of the worst passing yards allowed defenses. There's an NFL and we're going to light you up and we're going to make you pay for it. So that's what should happen. Uh, This Sunday for the Falcons to hopefully beat the New Orleans Saints. I'm not going to say like a one or two touchdown advantage over the Falcons. I think this is going to be a field goal game where the Falcons go eight and nine. You definitely have, you know, four more wins than what you had from previous seasons. Like my goodness, you know, last season it was four and 12. The season before that, I think it was four and 12 again. Or it might be like six and ten, so you you've already broke your win loss record right there. Yes, it's still technically a losing season, but look at what Arthur Smith has done for this team. You know, a team that is in cap space hell, no talent outside of Hayden Hurst, Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, AJ Trail, and Grady Jarrett, five players, and the rest on this Falcon organization. Oh, and Deion Jones. I, I, I cannot forget Deion Jones. So six players, and then the rest of this organization is rookies or just someone new. And Cordo Paris, I keep forgetting some players, but Cordo Paris makes it seven. you And you go eight and nine with only just seven star players, and the rest are like just new players to the team, whether it be free agency or rookies. That's damn impressive. It really is. So just imagine what what the possibility could be this coming season for the Falcons if it were all star studded players, a all time defensive team under Dean Pease. This is this is a Super Bowl contending team next year, I do believe, and or at least a playoff contending team. And I think this coming off season, the Falcons are definitely going to adjust a lot of mistakes that still haunt us to this day from the Dean um, Dean the Dan Quinn Thomas Dimitrov era. I really think they're going to fix a lot of these problems. They're going to get rid of you know this cap space hell that we're in. They're going to start signing players like a New England contract where it's like two-year, $10 million guaranteed kind of contract. You know, you show me what you do in two years. And I'm like, okay, you know, we'll sign you for another two or three. Maybe we'll be bumping up to five. Something like that. You know, you're not wanting to sign everybody to like, you know, a 10-year contract or whatever the case may be, unless it is your franchise quarterback. And that in which that case is Matt Ryan. Honestly, his contract should be coming up very soon. I think in two more seasons if I'm not mistaken i wouldn't be i wouldn't be mad at all if um they signed him to another like maybe 6 year contract to the atlanta falcons cuz matt ryan as much as he is being hit right now you know and knock on wood he he's getting up and fighting every single play every single play and he's still going strong i would definitely give that man another 6 year contract might not be as much money as he would like it to be. But another six-year contract saying, hey, you know, you're a Falcon for life, dude. You know, here you go. Here's a good bit of money. Yes, it's a little bit lower than what you got the last time. But if you take this, that's perfect. You know, thank you. You know, you are are what you are what is keeping this organization afloat. Because I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you know, the Falcons are going to have a hard time whenever Matt Ryan... Does retire to find his successor. Matt Ryan has is the only one who has sent us to two NFC Championship games, has won one, and has took us to the Super Bowl outside of the you know the Dean Reeves era. But for Matt Ryan alone, you know, two NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl appearance, that's really great. That's really great. And don't tell me a rookie quarterback is not going to do that in today's modern NFL outside of a Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I, I see Joe Burrow maybe at least hitting the AFC Championship game, not this year, but maybe next year. Baker fame, Baker fake, fake Field. <laughs> well, that that is right. But Baker Mayfield, I I don't really see him getting past the divisional round in the playoffs. I really don't. Lamar Jackson, I don't see him getting past a division around the Baltimore Ravens. They they need to change something up with them because Lamar Jackson has been caught on to Colin Murray. He's getting caught on to the Arizona Cardinals. They've lost three in a row. Uh, Now I think they defeated Dallas the other weekend, but they've got caught on to, they're going to make it probably past. I don't know. Maybe the the division around themselves. So it's definitely going to be hard. To define that quarterback, you're gonna have, and the Falcons are gonna draft a quarterback eventually, even under Matt Ryan signing a new contract if he does. They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, draft a rookie that is gonna be his successor. And I'm totally fine with that. But that rookie quarterback is gonna be sitting on that bench until the day Matt Ryan says, All right, you know, F all y'all, I'm out. (laughs) You know, all y'all fans want to, you know, get rid of me because, you know, I'm not Michael Vick or something like that. You know, fine. You know, I've I've done all I could for this organization thanks to the actual fans who cared for me. And uh, peace out. I mean, I'm going to hang out with Drew Brees, you know, on a golf course. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen is I think personally, if the Falcons were to draft a quarterback this year in the draft, God, I hope not. But let's just, let's just say next year. Not not this coming draft, but the next year's draft, so like 2023. You draft a quarterback, and you let him sit behind Matt Ryan for the next three to four years. And if Matt Ryan is not playing at that level that he once was, and is just doing like an Eli Manning and just throwing interceptions left and right every single snap, that's when you bring in your rookie quarterback for four years years of just sitting on that bench observing what Matt Ryan does studying other quarterbacks around the league and then that's your time to shine that's what kind of happened with Patrick Mahomes even though he didn't sit behind Alex Smith for four years he sat behind Alex Smith for a year maybe a year and a half and then looks what look what happened Alex Smith taught Patrick Mahomes how to play quarterback at the NFL level Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl by simply sitting on the bench, watching, observing, and taking notes of every single little detail that Alex Smith and every other quarterback has done in the entire NFL for one year. And he's a Super Bowl champion. And could be possibly a two-time champion this year if they face the Green Bay Packers. And honestly, I think Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers is definitely what the NFL needs this year for the Super Bowl, but, um, and I'm just only saying that because, you know, the Falcons are technically eliminated from the playoffs, so, but anywho, that is my predictions for the New Orleans Saints taking on the Atlanta Falcons, is the Falcons will win by field goal 20, 23-21, we'll call it as that, you know, it's going to be a field goal game, maybe one, both teams are going to get at least one touchdown, but the rest of the game, it's just going to be field goals and missed opportunities until that very last second. So now we're going to move on over to Monday, January 10th at 8 PM on ESPN. This will be at the Indianapolis Colts stadium, Lucas old stadium, um, Georgia Bulldogs taken on the Alabama crimson tide. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, the, Dogs will face the Crimson Tide in the rematch for the Natty. So, what makes this matchup so special? Well, number one, Alabama is still Alabama. Okay. Georgia, however, I think has fixed a lot of their defensive problems. But I think Nick Saban is going to come back and haunt them and ruin what they just fixed. I think that's personally What happens? I feel like Vegas got this stat wrong. But Alabama is, or actually Georgia, is favored by a field goal. I feel like that's wrong. I think Alabama should be favored by that field goal, or even more, maybe at least by a touchdown. But according to Caesar Sportsbook on the CBS Sports app, everybody is taking the public bet at a seventy-two percent for Alabama to do the upside yet again against Georgia and win the national. You know, two two years in a row of winning the national title game, that's very impressive. And honestly, I'm not betting against Nick Saban. I'm really not. Until the day that Georgia actually does beat Alabama, I will continue to bet on Alabama. You know, and it could happen this weekend where Georgia can beat Alabama. And if that does, in the future, I say, okay, well, you know, Kirby has been saving now. So let's let's take Georgia. But until then, I'm saying Alabama is gonna win this game. Flat out by at least a touchdown lead. So of course we'll go over some stats right here, uh, for the league rankings, um, for both offensive and defensive. Sides of the ball. So for offense for both teams, Alabama is sitting at a strong 15th overall in passing yards with averaging 336. For rushing yards, Georgia does have the Crimson Tide beat with a 56 overall averaging 194.2 against the Tides 113th with 158.6 overall. For points, Alabama does score more points, averaging 41.4 points, 15th best in the college football season, while the Georgia Bulldogs is 24th overall with 39th. For defense, Georgia passing yards allowed is 42nd overall. Bama is 14th overall in total rushing yards allowed. For points allowed, Georgia sits 11th in the league when averaging 9.6. So, guys, that is all the time I have for today's episode right here, but I sure hope you did enjoy it. If you didn't, make sure to like button wherever you are listening from iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever that podcast may be. Guys, I know today was a lengthy podcast, but, again, it was all football. We're trying to get all the football we can out of this situation because we're gearing towards This esports season and a very and I mean a very long off season when it comes to college football and the NFL. Again, guys, hope you all enjoyed. And hi from Morgan. I catch you all.